Hey, I'm Mike Myers, and this is the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, which is geared to support songwriters and producers to gain confidence and turn pro. I bring on industry experts to help you improve and monetize your skills, engage better in the writing process, and build healthy habits to create a sustainable career that you love. Caffeinated, inspirational, conversational. Hey, what's up, friends? Mike Myers here with the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, episode number 80. What's in your briefs? Now, this episode, uh, Josh Doyle is back, one of our coaches, uh, my mentor, friend, pal, compadre, and we're going to talk about sync licensing briefs. Now, these are the things that everybody wants, but once they get it, they still don't know what to do with it because it's deciphering this language, this code. What do they want? What do they not want? What's important? What's not important? What's vital? What's crucial? And we're going to get into all of that. And the way Josh really takes that brief and understands it and his interpretation and how it's worked to his success. So if you are someone that's in that mid-level or beginner level of sync, or you're reaching for that higher tier where Josh is going after those ads, those trailers, you really have to listen to this episode because I know I got, there were lots of moments you're going to hear where I was like, oh, what? That's where Josh really kind of opened my eyes to kind of his view. So here we go. Let's dive into it. Episode number 80. What's up, Josh? How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. This is your your 47th time joining us again on the podcast. Yeah, I th- I think I need a like a Girl Scout sash with all of my like little award uh, <laughs> pins for each time I've been on the. It's like Saturday Night Live, isn't it? Like how many times you host? Like oh, there's right. a cer- certain amount of cl- like you know. I think it's like John Goodman has hosted the most. I think right. There's like a secret club in the back. We'll we'll come up with something. I'll give you like a coffee mug or something. That's just like, (laughs) but I think this episode we we've had an insider session about this where we've talked about it, and even then we were like, there's still more we could talk about this because the idea of when you get into licensing, you get this thing that's called briefs, which is funny because it's like you think of underwear. It's just like underwear. I've got lots of briefs. Cool. I mean, thanks for sharing that. (laughs) But yeah. I have to I have to dissect this brief. Okay, that's weird. Well, yeah. <laughs> but we're going to get into the idea of so when you get something like this to the point where you start making contact with a licensing agency or a music supervisor starts adding you to their email list and they start sending you, "Hey, I just got this brief." There is so many So many things, at least for me, when I started where it was like, okay, how much should I be following from this that they want or how much should I not be following this? And to me, this seems like, I don't know, when you see that meme of like that guy looking and there's all these equations and like numbers floating around, like, hmm, (laughs) what should this be? That's what it feels like because it's it's up to you to decipher what is important and what isn't. And that just seems impossible. You know, the, the other added complication mm-hmm. is that you remember like in elementary school playing the game of telephone where you'd like whisper to one friend and then they would whisper and it'd get all the way around like the class. And did you ever play this? No. What is this? Oh, man. 
Okay. Man, our teachers always had us do it when we had like five minutes left of class and they, they couldn't like, <laughs> they just had to like burn time. So basically, you know, you're like sitting in rows, right? Okay. And yeah. like, so they would start at the beginning or, you know, like the, the front corner and the teacher would come up and whisper like a short phrase in your ear and it would be like, you know, I like bubblegum or something like that. And so you'd whisper it to that person. And by the time it got through like all 20 kids in your class... The, the thing was, like, could they keep the message? And it never ended up being correct by the time, like, by the end, it was, like, elephant shoe, tennis shoes, or something like that. And I was like, that sounds nothing like I love bubblegum. And so <laughs> it was always funny. You know, it's kind of yeah. like Mad Libs a little bit. But uh, it's kind of like this with the briefs, because it's coming from, like, a director who's mm-hmm. then talking to the music <sighs> supervisor Who's then communicating it to their, you know, to us. Yeah, yeah. And then we're trying to interpret it. So there, there is, like, this bit of, like, lost in translation a little bit. That. You know, so there's that psychology to it, too. That's a great, like, yeah, I've never heard of that game. That's really funny because it's just how many times does that phrase get changed a little bit and changed a little bit and exactly. changed a little bit. Even just the slightest bit. And just what you're describing right now, I didn't even think of that. Like, the chain of like mm-hmm. oh this and then this and this and this what's changed in the delivery and how did so and so interpret what they said when they yeah. got that information yeah even if it's like from the you know the director has a vision yeah. and they're too busy so they assign it to their assistant director mm-hmm. or maybe their music clearance person on their team and then they're talking to the music supervisor yeah yeah you know like there's all there's definitely and then you maybe have like the 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 studio, the major label studio, the people in the suits. They're like putting in their two cents, which is diluting yeah. what's really you know going to end up on screen. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of you definitely have to be thinking about that. That blew my mind because it, yeah. if you go through that chain of command, each one is thinking of a different element of the song or why that's important or what that exactly. means. And mm-hmm. so suddenly then we trickle down to now it's gotten into this little tiny like blurb yeah. and then maybe maybe you get a reference or two not always right. sometimes you mm-hmm. just get like a scene or you get an emotion or a thing that they go must have this word must have this right. phrase if you're lucky you might get a you know some example you might and then Maybe you get too many examples sometimes. You get, <laughs> exactly, like, yep. you get five and you're just like, oh, shit, which one do I listen? Which one do I yeah. use as my main one, my secondary? And can I listen to all of these and find the, the, the you know, what is the continuing theme? Yeah. Oh, this is where it gets where I don't know if, you know, there's two ends of the pendulum where somebody, you know, it swings one way and they basically give. It's funny when you give, you know, someone new to this, like, hey. May, this is your reference. Go ahead and make something. And they make like a carbon copy. I mean, right. like verbatim. The melody is very similar. The mm-hmm. the sounds are similar, not like a lower version of this. And I don't mean that in a bad way because it's yeah. like it, it's kind of like there's nothing wrong with the value time Cheerios from Walmart. It's like it's great. It's <laughs> it's delicious yeah. and it's awesome. But you could tell, like, okay, the box is a little bit different than the Cheerios. But okay, that's what yeah. I feel you get, and it's that doesn't work. And then you right. swing to the other side of the pendulum, which is cool. I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna take this brief, and and then they say this was the brief, and this is what they were looking for, and you're like, man, I it's like searching through a 
you know, like a pearl and oatmeal or something. It's just right. like, I'm like, man, this is really messy. I don't know where you got this. Yeah. And it's like, what we're looking for is that, just that middle ground, that sweet spot of like, cool, I can see how you use some of the elements. It it's definitely fits that same vibe. I could find it in a playlist. and But at the same time, it feels authentic, but it's also, it's different. It still is what they're looking for. And I think this will work. How do yeah. we get to that center? And, you know, without, you know, it, those two opposite ends. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I'm always looking at, always kind of coming back to is anytime they write the, like a little synopsis of what the scene is. Yeah. That usually seems to be the most honest. Mm-hmm. Because you're dealing with, like, generally you're dealing with, you know, people who are great at telling visual stories. And they might have, you know, maybe they went to college and their favorite band was so-and-so. And they really want to use it in this scene. And maybe it kind of works. But really, like, I don't know. Like, I think you have to look at the the scene and get in tune with what the emotional target is. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I mean, the, the references are great and, you know, you can try and draw, I mean, the, the ref, I'm not understating the references at all because it's like, I almost never submit to briefs that don't have references if they're not like really. Okay. Yeah, we can get into that too. But um, yeah, I'm always just trying to get in tune with the, more in tune with like the story and the emotional uh, target. Of, like, yeah. what they're trying to capture. What are they trying to support with this music in the story? That's almost, like, my my main priority. And then it's, like, listening to the references. And those are really, like, kind of my two main things. Now, I, just for context for people, because especially if they're listening to this and they don't know Josh, I mean, you have hundreds upon hundreds of placements. One mm. song, just one of your songs has made well over a hundred thousand like that so it's just like this isn't like you just being like oh you know what this is it's like you've done this where it's like you have a system and a process to where you built it this is like to me that's interesting that you don't if it doesn't have like a a reference you just like rarely do you go after it i was in the 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 period where any brief that came in i was writing to it i was saving like if i couldn't get to it that week by the deadline i was still yeah. saving it and it went on my list of like i'm going to write something to that regardless of how poorly it was written or yeah. you know whatever and i've done the thing where i've like man so many times i stayed up through the night to meet like a 24 hour deadline and only to find out like the brief didn't have references it was just like they didn't really know what they wanted and i killed myself like getting a song done to pitch to it and it didn't land and i just like over time i just realized like like those people don't really know what they want and i feel sorry for the music supervisor cuz they're trying to like yeah pick out of their brain what they're really going after and they're doing their best so i don't like necessarily blame anybody but there's just certain circumstances where they want like something that's never been heard before, but they also want something that sounds retro and familiar, and they want you know all these like cool. They want to make their their film seem like fresh and authentic, and but they don't want to like copy anything that's come before. So then you're like stuck being like, what What do you want? I'm I don't I could basically I would take 
instead of like not writing for that brief yeah. and being like, oh, I'm going to go play video games, I'd be like, I'm going to take that time and write something that could be yeah. pitched later, you know? It's interesting with those briefs to feel like you're describing ex-girlfriends where I'm just like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. what you want. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> you're describing somebody that doesn't exist and I'm, I'm trying to give you something, but it's, yeah. you're not even sure what you want. I don't yeah. think this can work. <laughs> right, right. But I'll take this information and I'll just learn from it and I'll do yeah. something better. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I love that. And I think, you know, the first question for a lot of people uh, is, you know, we're talking about deciphering briefs. They're like one of the most, I think, some of the core basic questions when people are getting into this. They're like, how do I get a brief? Where do I get mm. these briefs? Where Because yeah. that's, you know, they think that's the important question sometimes. Like, where do I get them? And I'm like, actually, before you get a brief, just kind of research a little bit what you want and what you want to do and what your strengths are and go to something like a tune find and start seeing where those are placed. Because it's almost like, you can see the end result of a brief. You can sen- mm-hmm. see the end result of like where it landed, what scene it was used, what was the title. I know sometimes you'll see like genres that are all over the place where you're just like, mm-hmm. this makes no sense. Or you'll see like consistent patterns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that that's a great point. Like there is an art and an entire discussion that we could have about like how a brief is written, the you know, the, the way yeah. that they describe things and you know different terms that they use in there but that really isn't the end-all be-all and Mm. that's not really where i would start there was somebody there was like a famous like publisher producer or something like that that said like somebody asked them like how do you write a hit song or something like that and they said like all the answers are on the radio like all the hit songs are on the radio just go listen and the same thing is kind of true for sync like what songs are being used in sync? Like, go watch a TV show. Like, <laughs> go to Tune Find and yeah. listen to a bunch of songs that are being synced and deconstruct as much as possible from that information. Like, yeah. analyze the scene, analyze the song, analyze the emotional message. Like, are they complementing each other? Are they playing mm-hmm. off of each other? Is the song being used ironically? You know, all, all that kind of stuff. All those answers are right there. And that's that's a lot more valuable, I think, than, than you know, just I need to get a brief. So, like, all the answers are going to be in the brief. They're not. But, because even if you – it's kind of like dog catching a car. If they get it, it's like, what do I do with it? It's just like I got <laughs> yeah. it now. And it's just like I'm not sure. Because, you know, if I got a brief probably at the beginning, I'd be like spinning my wheels. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'd have no idea what to do with it. But let's say you get to that point, so you make a connection, like you go to a conference, you meet a supervisor, and they like you, and they're like, hey, just give me your email, and I'll start sending you stuff, because you know I, I think you you have potential. When you get something that's describing a scene, and you know, just as you said, it's describing a scene, some emotion, there's maybe one or two references. Let's say uh, you get a brief, and it's saying that it's for a Netflix trailer coming up, and it's a, a new one that's kind of a murder mystery and they mm. want a retro feel to it, but with contemporary elements. Mm-hmm. How would you yeah. interpret like that? Like, you know, out of all of that, what's important? I mean, all of those things have like really interesting and relevant information. So the fact that it's a promo means that it's going to be edited in a certain way. So if this is like, mm. if like if they said it's ending credits for a film 
then that means that they need like more of a slow burn of an ending credit, you know, unless they give other instructions. Okay, but you can yeah. like really develop your idea, really get it moody and you know, the story's already been told, you're kind of like setting, you know, this is like the the end credit so you can really do whatever. If it's a promo or a trailer, they're going to really be like cutting scenes and like emotional hit points and stuff like that. So you want to be composing your track in a way that has more kind of like dynamic moments and and um, crescendos and, and things like that, transitions. So like there's that, the murder mystery, you know, like there's that, there's a certain sound that, that might go, there's going to be more tension in the way that you write the song. Can we unpack what you mean tension? Because maybe somebody's like, well, what does tension sound like? You know, what is it? What right. Is, what does tension sound like to you? Man, that, that I mean, that's a great question. I mean, you can get into like the theory of a, you know, of yeah. like, when you get like a chord progression of like you know one four five and then it resolves back to one and like that kind of going yeah. you know it like releases the the tension in the way that you compose your chords yeah. and your melodies and stuff like that. Um, that's that's a great question. Like how do you how do you like verbalize like what is tension? I don't. Know, I think this is like you know going through these exercises of like looking at murder mystery scenes and mm-hmm. listening to the music that they yeah. use like you have to kind of educate yourself and it's it does become intuitive like you have to get a a feeling of i don't know it's it's the same thing of like you know you walk into your into your living room and your parents are having a conversation is there tension is there tension yeah. in the way that they're talking to each other you just know you can hear the tones you can hear the the language that's being used the inflections, all those things dictate what yeah. where this is going. So it's like that's what I think is really you know can also be like a, stop people sometimes from going to a brief because they're like, what do they mean tension? But I like mm-hmm. how you know some of those ideas of cool not resolving a progression and going mm-hmm. slow and building it and you know dark and you know dark sounds maybe not so bright and cheery sounds because then that feels right. too optimistic or that feels hopeful. Do we want to yeah. give a feeling of like doom and just like, you know, more risers yeah. and hits and just as you said, you know, if it's the trailer, then it's like, OK, then there are these cutoffs. There are these like sometimes they're sharp, sometimes they're not sharp. So have yeah. a varied amount of like transitions. Then when they say retro, what does retro mean? It's just like, are we talking yeah. like, you know, like Motown retro or it's like, are we going for the Gap Band or are we you know like <laughs> what what's retro so one of the things that i like to do with that oh and then just kind of taking Mm -hmm. a step back i'll get to the retro thing in a second yeah like you know the murder mystery like you could look at those two words and be like how much how mysterious do i want to go how murder (laughs) dark do i want to go yeah right because you could you could there's definitely you could lean into either one you could get into like murder like somebody's like that's the scene that you're you're going after yeah. something that's like very yeah or you could go mystery like ooh what's what's going on like i i don't understand that kind of thing all right so like getting to the the, the retro thing the th- and especially when they say like modern retro yeah the thing that i like to do is break it up into frequencies or members of the band like if i'm imagining whatever song i'm writing on the stage like who in the band are the retro players and who's bringing the modern yeah and a lot of times i'll like to make them the low end more modern and the mids and highs more retro so i'll have like maybe 808 kicks and synth bass mm. and then 
you know, kind of vintage horns and, you know, kind of funky electric guitars or something like that. Just, yeah. That is a great way of breaking it down. Like, if you had that band just right there, who would be your, like, old school vintage players there? Like, you're creating this band in your mind being like, okay, but, like, the vintage player is next to, like, that 808 kick drum. And (laughs) and it's just like, that is such an interesting way of thinking. And it just hit me, even though I made this up, I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, murder mystery they didn't say horror because that's a different right. realm in itself because murder mystery implies, you know, murder on the Orient Express is like a yep. murder mystery. And that's a little quirky. So it's like quirky kind of strings, but maybe, you know, you could have that that yeah. modern kick drum. But like, but then it has like some quirkiness at the same mm-hmm. time. Like Scream is a horror. Um, yeah. Halloween, that's a horror. So that's a different type of like, it, like intense. So it's like. Maybe murder mystery is more they want some elements of a quirky, but they didn't say quirky, but it needs mm-hmm. to have like maybe some strings that are a little bit more like plucked staccato, but mixed with like things that have maybe some dirty. Ga- this is where it's like we could spend time just talking about this and the different options that we could use. Yeah, that's a great point That's a, that a lot of people see murder mystery and they get it confused with horror and this is where, you know, honestly, if I had any kind of relationship, if I mean, if this was like an anonymous brief, which, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes a lot of them are, but if I had any kind of relationship or any kind of hint as to who the director m- might be, sometimes they'll say, like, you know, director from, you know, these movies yeah. is now making a new one, you know, and you can kind of get it. So I would go in, like, IMDb, like, what what other stuff is, have they done? Most likely, this isn't their first murder mystery and so I would go and see, like, are, did they previously direct Scream? Are they now, like, coming from a Scream perspective into, like, a murder mystery, which means that it might mm-hmm. be a little bit more intense? Or, I don't know, Scream was kind of a comedy, wasn't it? No, Scream was... Or no. That was, I think... So Scream I'm, is <laughs> Scream is the horror. That was their Scream 1, Scream 2. I think what you're thinking is, I think the Waynes brothers then did a movie That's that was right, based yeah. on it. <laughs> That's the one I saw. I never saw the original. (laughs) Definitely want to be figuring that out before you write your song. (laughs) Oh, I think it was like not another teen movie. That's what it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so it just kind of does the parody on Scream. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's so funny. All right. Yeah. All right. So you definitely don't want to get those confused. Um, But anyway, like doing the research on who is where this is coming from, what their previous thing, then, you know, that can kind of inform where you think this one might go. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Doing and, films is is difficult. That's that's a like anybody who like really pitches specifically for films, mm-hmm. that's that's a harder one for me because the there it's not like a TV series where you can go back to season 2 or 3 yeah. and see all the track, you know, the 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 path and the music that they've used. Films are like these one-off things and even if it is like a part 2, like a sequel, a lot of times they they might change their sound because they don't want to make the exact same movie again, you know. And it's funny because when you when you talk about that, it is that's kind of the benefit of sometimes doing starting off at the ground floor when you're when you're starting out in sync, especially for those type of those low, I guess the low hanging fruit of never ending reality shows that are just right. a plethora so whether it's you know an underscore or something that is with vocals uh, like a mm-hmm. teen mom which you know 
Shout yeah. out Teen Mom. It's been it's been good Absolutely. to me. It's been it's been great. Like Teen Mom, yeah. Teen Mom Two, Teen Mom OG, sixteen and right. pregnant. Um, uh, and there's another one. I think it's like a Teen Mom where they actually just have Teen Moms watch Teen Mom and they comment oh, wow. on Teen Mom. It's like commentary. It's a commentary. But like, you know, those type of shows, even though it's easy to write it off and be like, oh, I don't need a brief for that. I'm pretty there needs to be, you know, they pick certain songs, certain mm-hmm. things that still have a formula. You know, I've gotten a yeah. brief where it's just like, you know, it's maybe not so much music centric, but lyrical centric. So what about those yeah. type of briefs? Where they emphasize certain words, you know, they, mm. they looking for this type, you know, looking for this phrase, you know, this yeah. is where someone maybe new is like, cool, I'm just gonna make that chorus. Good time, good time, good time, good time, good time, go. Yeah, that that's another man. These are great. Great questions, great things to think about. So it's like I prep for this. It's like I, I know, of, right? It's, it's like, like I you thought knew thought I was gonna be here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just randomly knocked on your door and you were like, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so that that is something that that a lot of people get wrong, especially when they're trying to pitch like a song that they've already written like yeah. five years ago, and you know, like you know, if it's good time, they'd be like, "Oh, I said good time once in like the end of my bridge, like right before." Like, there's like a half a second that is relevant, and everything else in the song is like not about good time at all. Yeah. <laughs> And that happens so many times. Like, nope, that's not what they're... They, they're not going to use your half a second where you said good time here. They need, like, an entire at least 30 seconds or a solid chorus that is capturing this theme of yeah. good time. Like, it's not... I mean, sometimes they really do want that lyric, but a lot of times they, they will say, you know, we want something with good time in it or something similar. You know? Like, it can be... And that's really, again, like, they're going after this vibe they needed to capture the good time essence it's like you looked into that and you were like yeah i know what they're saying but here's what they actually mean so it's like again those two opposite ends of the the pendulum someone's just like oh my god at the end of that phrase we'll just cut off the word where i say no good time but we'll just just, (laughs) we'll just leave the no off and we'll have good time (laughs) but meanwhile it's like it's all the feel is so not a good time it's like this is awful and then you have the opposite end that's too like good time good time good time and it's good good time good time and it's good yeah and the vibe feels like so bad it just is not it's slapped together like they were tr- right, right. trying too hard and mm-hmm. it just doesn't work. And unless the brief is like super specific, like we want it to be good time, nothing else. If you send us any other word other than the word good and time, we are going to burn your house down. You know, uh, I will generally never write exactly what they're asking for, for a couple of reasons. Okay. One, because everybody else is going to be writing good time, good time, good time. And they're going to get inundated with those songs oh okay and so if they want a good time song they're gonna get plenty of them i am gonna be the guy that's to the left and giving them something interesting and so i'm going to like think of like i'm not gonna tell them go have a good time i'm gonna show them how to have a good time and that's always been my the way that i can take these these themes that are difficult to write and not make them sound cheesy because like no, when you're hanging out with your friends, nobody ever says, "Hey guys, let's go have a good time." You know, this isn't Leave It to Beaver or Happy Days. 
So I'm always trying to think like. <laughs> Kids aren't saying that anymore. Kids aren't being like, Not, no, man. <laughs> Let's get a sarsaparilla and have a good time down down at the soda fountain. Hey, it's Mike. I just wanted to jump in the middle of this episode. Let me guess. You are a songwriter that is never short of ideas, but you've got a million voice memos. You've got them all categorized there. Tons of voice memos. Well, let me tell you something right now. You want to level up your game. But I'm going to be honest, those voice memos, you can't show those. What you need is a better a better recording, a better version. That means you have to break open your DAW. So whether it's Logic, whether it's Pro Tools, whether it's FL Studios, whether it's Ableton, here's the thing. It's overwhelming. It's confusing. It's it's daunting. It's It's so crippling. That's why Madeline Finn, one of our coaches, has a free series. Da 101. So all you got to do is go to songwritingforguitar.com and you're going to scroll down to our free resources and you're going to see Da 101. You're going to click it. You're going to sign up and she's going to take you through the process of how to record a fantastic guitar vocal with, with minimal stress. It's going to sound way better than your voice memo that you feel great that you can show off to a producer. You could show off to a publisher. You could show off to your co-writer. You can f- convey your ideas much more effectively with a quality recording. So songrankforguitar.com, scroll down to our free resources section and sign up for DA 101. And what's interesting to me of how you frame this, you immediately thought, how can I separate myself mm-hmm. from those? Because I'm. they're going to get inundated. You're right. They're going to get inundated with people that are going to be like, Oh, th- you know, good time, good time, and forty million songs that are all going to say good time. But yeah. how can you move? That reminds me. So it's this book. It's Blue Blue Ocean Strategy, and mm. basically the concept is you could go to the red waters, and the red water is full of blood because people are doing the same thing and they're going after each other. And so mm. that's an example of like everybody's running good time, good time. But Josh is like, how can I think out of the box and do something completely different, still in the vibe of what they want, but yeah. out of the you know hundreds they're going to get that say good time, here's mine that's the opposite of not saying good time, but still the vibe and the feel is like this feels this does feel like it's a good time. You're yeah. using the blue ocean strategy of like I'm going to go into the waters where no one else is going, mm. and that's going to be the thing that makes me stand out. And I'm like. Damn, like not only are you deciphering it, but you're also thinking in advance, how can I separate myself from the masses that are going to just do this? Like they're yeah. not thinking about it. They're just like, da, 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 da. And probably their production is also going to sound da, 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 like that because mm-hmm. they're not really thinking of how can I make this stand out? And to me, that's also thinking long term because you're putting this time and energy into a song that you're not thinking, could this be one time that this has a lifespan? But like, I want this to have multiple placements and not just like this one instance where everybody's in that short-term mindset of like, get it, but it can't be used anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Like I want, these are, these songs are, I mean, this is a whole other conversation, but these songs are like mini investments for me. They're investments Mm. of time, they're investments of money. And I want them to have a long life. I want them to at least have a, a relevance of five years. That's kind of my goal. Oh, okay. So I like that, that you put a time to that. 
Yeah, I had heard that somewhere where, like, you know, like the, you know how, like, the, the ukulele stomp clap <laughs> thing kind of had a moment for, yeah, right? Yeah, and finger snaps and all yeah. that. Um, that had, like, that was, like, 2010 to 2015, and it still, like, occasionally gets used. Like, um, there's an artist on 3 Theory that just got one uh, place with Walmart, and it was, like, a kind of a happy-go-lucky ukulele kind of thing. But generally, like, that's, they they had their, that was a time when, like, that was happening all the time. And then the whole, like, swagger stomp clap thing. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. It's just, yeah. like, a very, like, that was a very specific period. Is like, that picked up where the ukulele left off. It did. And then yeah. it carried. And now it's kind of, like, trailing again, unless it's, mm-hmm. like, time specific. Like, yeah. Or yeah, like, so, an, yeah. a quick little underscore of something that's so, like low paying like okay cool that's going to be like a 40 dollar placement yeah yeah so there yeah these these genres and and things that are happening now aren't going to be happening five years from now it's gonna it's gonna transition into something else so but i do want the the you know staying on the lyrical theme like i want the the theme to be kind of universal and applicable to other scenarios so like you know one just popped in my head there's an artist on the three theory roster. The band's called um, the BGP, and they've got a song called "Every Day." And the the hook is "I want to do this every day," and it's yeah. it's such a great song. But that kind of could work for the good time. Yeah, it, like that's another way of saying like you know I want to have a good time. I want to do this every day. Those are basically saying the same thing. I love that because you're also the first thing you said, you didn't just tell me about the lyrical content. You were like, it's a good song. And I think that's the other thing that people are missing. They're so sometimes into the brief that they're, that they're trying to be so robotic with the movement that the, the vibe and the feel of the song. I, and also to these things, and we've mentioned this in podcasts before where we talk about vibe and feel, which is sometimes so like, what does that mean? Like we can't, there's no plugin that's just vibe feel it. We can't pull that up. It's like this instinctual, uh, you know, like, Oh, that's feels really good. Or we yeah. know just as human beings, like, Oh, that feels off. That feels weird. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what does that mean? But yeah. you said, that's a good, that's a great song. That's the element that people, when they get so into the brief miss, like, Hey, don't forget, this is a song. Right. You got to listen to it. You want to yeah. listen to it, right? Yeah. You're sending this to other human beings who are huge music fans. Like, yeah. music super- you will never meet a bigger music fan than a music supervisor. And so if you send them bad songs, even if it hits the, the, the target, you know, it mm-hmm. checks all the boxes. If it's a bad song, if it's poorly written, out of tune, they're, they're just not going to, they're not going to put their own reputation on the line if it's a bad song, Ooh. you know, to forward yeah. it on to the director or whoever their client is. That is, you know? again, you're hitting these good points where I'm like, I, you're, cause you're thinking of a scenario like, okay, imagine your song and they get it in their hands. Are they excited about it? I'm going to send this. Or are they going to be like, Hey director, I want you to hear this one. Good time. Good time. Everything's good. Good time. Good time. Go, go, go. Yeah. And it's like, right. no, that director's going to fire him. <laughs> never, and it is because it's just like, is this a song that I, that they would send that they would also, their reputation is tied to my song and they're okay mm-hmm. with that. Oh, yeah. that's heavy. It's a that's, big resp- that's a different yeah. weight now. It's like, it's, yeah, it's a big responsibility for us as like songwriters. Like we are, 
we are giving them something that is tied to their reputation. Wow. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of that, but I'm like, I'm literally like, yeah, because they are, they are huge music fans. Like they have their genres that they love and they can talk about it. They can, they could talk about, you know, some of them are musicians themselves and they're, yeah. they're gearheads and they're, so they're constantly immersed in that world and they love to champion great songs. They mm -hmm. don't like to champion songs that they don't believe in. Yeah. So that that adds another element too, where it's like, even if you think, oh yeah, it's hitting the mark, do you think they would really love it and want to just like pitch it for no end? Like, you know, even if it doesn't get picked up, they're going to be like, hey, don't worry. I'm going to keep this in my catalog. I'm going to pitch this because I love this song. That's yeah. kind of also another good scenario. Even if it doesn't get used for that particular brief, do they love it enough? That they're like, hey, that's okay. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to pitch this song because this is this is really good. I believe that. Right. Yeah. Like and I think you, of, I think yeah. of like Maddie, like when uh I yeah. you know when we did like the guardhouse stuff, I remember Stacy Coleman being like I love her voice and anything yeah. that she does. She's like can Maddie it like was a huge just like I'm going to champion like I love her she, yeah, like she's so excited about it. I'm like awesome. There's yeah. there's something about that. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's what I'm that's what I'm going after. Like I want I don't know. There, there is a thing that happened for me. Like I, you know, when I first started, I was trying with syncs. I was trying to learn to read briefs, understand what they were going mm -hmm. on, like all the dynamics. And I was writing songs that weren't great. But as soon as, as soon as I kind of got the pieces in place of where it made sense for me and the 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 angles that I wanted to come at it from mm -hmm. that felt that was authentic, there was something that like clicked, and I could immediately be like. This is a song I'm super proud of. I would want to release this and put my own main name on it. And it works for this brief. And, and, and. Like, it could work for all these things. Instead of it being, like, because early on it would be like, you know, I would write this, like, I would write my own, like, good times, good times, good times. And I'd be like, ah, this is awful. But it says good times, so I'm going <laughs> to pitch it. You know, I did what they said. It, it doesn't work. I, what was it like? I think it was the first. It was one of the first classes we did. They sent out something really quick, and I had no songs, but I had an old pop punk band, and I uh -huh. was like, and I just sent like, so that was not even close to like, and nothing, and I was like, God, that was a great song. What? Was, and, but to me, great song was I already had a song. That was yeah. all it meant to me. Was it just like I happened to have it? But to me, what you're saying is okay. You are so excited about the song that you would tie your name to it. You would do that. I don't think a lot of people would. And I yeah. think that's the catch. They're just like, oh, no, that's the where you hear it. Well, I, I've got this would be great for sync. And I, I'm mm -hmm. like, I always shudder when I hear it. I'm like, oh, what does that mean? Yeah. And I'm like, what do you right. mean? Oh, you mean you happen to have a song that you can't do anything with and you want to <laughs> throw it at the wall and see if it gets placed. Yeah. No, right. <laughs> it's just like it's not going to happen because I would not listen to that. Whenever I hear somebody say I've got a song that's great for sync, it immediately makes me think that they've written a jingle. Yes, that they've they've like written a like a song about Huggies diapers, and they're like, I've got Huggies, Huggies are mine, you know, whatever. Like <laughs> I love hugging my Huggies, and. 
<laughs> yeah, and they think they've written a great song for Sing. Huggies, are you listening? Huggies. Because that right there. Yeah. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's just not how it works. No. You can't send that song to Huggies. First of all, Huggies doesn't care. They don't, they don't handle their own music. If you tried sending it to the ad agency, they've already planned their marketing. It, it just doesn't work. You can't. It just If they want a jingle, they're going to hire somebody to write a jingle. They're not going to take some pre-existing song. There was a time where that was a thing. Like, yeah. like and that's the yeah. and and I think it's people's view of you know, it's like almost like their mind with this sort of realm has there been an update? And if not, mm-hmm. they're still running on this old software of like, oh, that's a jingle and it works. That's what jingles are. You know, like, you know, my yeah. Coke, I'll shave the world to Coke. Everybody. Yeah. There was a point where, yeah, that was a total, yeah, that, was a, that was a thing. Yeah. yeah. It's changed drastically. And if you've not updated your mind with what's working right now and you're running on this old software of like, that's a jingle. Like, I do yeah. get that a lot where it's, I don't know, do you get that too when you say you do music for TV and they're like, oh, jingles. Yeah. And you're like, well, yeah. it's it's not like jingles at all. And they're like, oh, right. you you write jingles. You do little little things and little jingles. And it's like, actually, no, it's not little things and little like little snippets. It's like songs and production. Yeah. And it's a lot more of that than like a do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Hey. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it's really difficult to explain to people like what we're or at least what I do. Like I'm I'm writing real songs that just happen to get used in sync. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the best way that I can I can do it. I'm not writing like sync songs, I'm not writing jingles. I'm writing real songs with real artists who a lot of times are like touring artists, like they're you know They're and legitimate, I'm just, yeah. You they're just, legitimate they're and legitimate. we're just guiding I'm just making sure that this song doesn't drop any F-bombs and say that I hate corporate America. <laughs> Other than that, you know, like it's going to be sync friendly. <laughs> I, I I think that was a big game changer for me. It was like I started doing kind of like the fake sync at first where it was just yeah. like it was just because it was like, oh, yeah, this can work. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Ew. It's just like, no, I wouldn't listen to this. Right. Then why would I? Why would I? Yeah. And I think it's that time thing. Why would I invest my time? into something that won't work that is not but if i pair with people that i love and i think man they've got a great voice and they're also doing the thing like i'd mm-hmm. be like look they're you know this is a legitimate person a legitimate that's and also too that's the thing supervisors love to champion they don't mm-hmm. want to champion good time go go fun time band <laughs> which i don't know if that <laughs> yeah but that's like totally not real but like oh this is, you know, this is legitimately an, an artist that has a great body of work and they happen to have music that works for this, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And if you think of all the bands that have become like sync darlings, like you think like Imagine Dragons had like a great run of years, like where yeah. all, you know, they were just on everything. Um, the Black Keys, yep. you know, basically just all all these bands I don't think any of them ever cared about sync or maybe even were aware of it. They just happened to write songs that worked really well for it. And then you've got, you think about this, like you think about other artists who are, have just blown up like Billie Eilish. I have heard some of her stuff in sync, but she's not like become like a sync darling. Her music isn't great for it. 
she i mean i love her but yeah. it's, she's it just she happens to write songs that aren't great for sync that's a really good point because then people will be like i do stuff like billy it's like that's awesome is there a need for it right yeah. now is there a need and it's just like yeah. oh, that's interesting what was it uh interesting is one of the the syncs that i did here of billy eilish was bad guy and it was the instrumental and it was used in a walmart commercial and it was so weird it was so weird to hear like the yeah under like like walmart voiceover of like today at walmart family friendly deals and like i'm like they are totally just trying to like associate themselves with like whatever the cool new thing was it was just like the weirdest sync i've that is yeah. bizarre, dun, 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 because it's just like yeah. what's coming to Walmart. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a murder mystery. <laughs> it's a murder mystery at Walmart. <laughs> but just in this discussion of how we've broken down, there's so much to decipher within a brief. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many ways to unpack, and it's almost like the best way to do this is almost reverse roles. Pretend you're the music supervisor. Pretend you're the person there with the brief and detach yourself for a moment that you're not writing or creating music, but just in your mind, what songs that are out there would you pick? What songs would you associate your name with and your reputation with that you would pitch? Not a writer, but just like to just, you know, just cosplay for a second. Like you're the music supervisor. (laughs) You are going to be there and you're going to, you know, these are the songs that you would pitch. And why? Mm-hmm. Can you give me a reason why this works? Yeah, that's a great exercise. I think people need to do that consistently. Like if they did that for an entire year or like mm-hmm. two years, I think not only would their deciphering get better, but the songs yeah. they would then write would hit the mark more, be way more authentic, and they would see success. Yeah, because you really have to think about it. I mean, like, you know no matter how much somebody loves the eagles like you're not going to pick your 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 favorite band all the time or maybe ever like i don't know how many times i've heard music supervisors say i love this band they're they're, they're my favorite and i can never pitch them for anything that i'm working on they're just they're just not right you know so you have to like separate yourself from from that and just you have to come up with strong arguments of like yes this song captures the thing that is happening mm-hmm. in this scene and it's a great exercise and really helps your own songwriting i think i i if people did this especially if they're starting out or if they've been doing this and nothing's happened mm-hmm. and everything's been like it's just that and they feel like ah oh, maybe i'm missing the mark this is the best thing to do is yeah just detach yourself and to really go in and find what what songs would you pitch and why would you pitch them probably yeah. wouldn't pick the eagles you probably wouldn't pick because it's like as much as i love it it's just it doesn't work if your income uh, let's say you're a supervisor depended on that yeah. would you choose that or would you be like uh you know what i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna choose this because this works way better mm-hmm. that's, to me that would be that would be a game changer for so many people yeah i think that's yeah absolutely that's that's great well, Josh, this was, I'm sure we could keep on going. We'll, we'll just have to pick another one. You'll get another merit badge. You're going to get like another, you're going to get at least 12 at this point. And it's just like, just like super stellar. And it's just like, good, good, good times. We'll name, we'll good, name. Good, good, good. That's going to be my one for today. Good, 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 good times. Awesome, Josh. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. 
And that does it for this week's episode. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and any of our previous episodes and you haven't given us a review on Apple Podcasts yet, can you just take a moment right now, scroll down, give us a five-star review and talk about your favorite episode and share an episode with a, a songwriting friend that you think would benefit from the things that we've shared. And if you have, thank you so much. You're the reason why we keep on putting out amazing episodes like this one and the one you'll hear next week. And like all of them, they were edited and produced by Chris Fafalius. I'm Mike Myers. Thanks for listening.